What's going on, my brother? Hey, what's going on, family? Just chilling, chilling, man. Hey, man, it's a blessing to have you on the podcast, man. Man, it's a blessing to be here. I even, shit, I ain't even gonna lie. I just popped a little bottle of rosé to relax and come sit down and chop it up with you for a minute while I look out at this ocean. Oh, man, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So let me introduce the people to you or whatever. I'm communicating with my boy, Mike Shine. He's the owner of an alkaline business, a vegan business, and the name of his company is The Alcoholics. Am Definitely. I correct with that? Yep, Alcoholics. A-L-K-A-Holics. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, like... Tell the people a little bit like about your journey. How'd you start with this this vegan lifestyle like that, man? Man, truly, I uh I was born into it. My mom had me vegan slash vegetarian from from birth to eight. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I got I got separated from my mom at eight and forced into the system and you know group homes and foster homes and they don't really care about your veganism so. I ended up being forced into a non-vegan vegetarian lifestyle. Um, yeah. Eventually it just took hold of me and I, I revolted completely and just embraced that other side of things and was just unhealthy. And, you know, that went on for years, man, until I finally, um, as I started growing into fatherhood, wanted to get back in touch with my healthy foundation and upbringing because I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of teach that to my kids and pass it down to them. So they could have that foundation to where even if they ventured out, you know, in adulthood, they could always come back to that knowledge and that foundational base at any time they chose, kind of like what I did. So about four years ago, man, five years ago, me and my wife just started back dabbling into uh, vegetarian and then slightly on over to the vegan side of life. And um, it's been a blessing, man. And my kids eat what we eat. So ain't none of that two meals prepared. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up, man. Cause that's important, like to to involve the kids into a healthy lifestyle so they can be knowledgeable before they even know about anything else on their own. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Cause my youngest, he's never even um really had cow's milk. We we had him on hemp milk or breast milk from day one. It was only hemp milk and breast milk. Um, none yeah. of that formula, none of that other stuff, man. We just try to keep it natural. And yeah. um, the one time we actually slipped and he had to have cow's milk at his aunt's house and he, he started like bloating up and had all kind of mucus start coming out his nose. And that's when we saw like instantly, yeah, man, even kids don't need milk. That's a miss. A lot yeah. of the stuff we're fed is miss just to keep industries afloat from the dairy to the meat. Mm. All, all of that that's just a buy-in for you to be a lifetime customer so if they can brainwash you with this false food pyramid now they got you as a customer for life and yeah then they, and then they just fast tracking you straight to the doctor's office so they can get their hands in the mix and now the pharmaceutical companies got you too so it's a it's a trickle down effect yeah that's that's, that's crazy that you say that because they got you with the food. Then when you get sick and you need the medicine, they got you with the doctor bill. Exactly. When your food could have been your medicine the whole time. Yeah. That's wild. And and then people like don't like consuming water. <laughs> Man, I laugh when I hear people say how hard it is to drink water. Um, I don't know. Water is a blessing, man. Water is life. Water is us. So, then, so yeah. like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, man. You're giving up too much information for me to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, what do you think about, you in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So, I'm in the States, and we got all this bottled water, all this Dasani water made by soda companies and everything. You know what for I'm sure. saying? So, for what sure. do you think about natural spring water and alkaline water? What's the well, difference? See, truthfully, um, natural spring water is the best because the trick with these alkaline waters is they're just, they're taking a machine to turn this water alkaline. It's not naturally alkaline water. 
um, that would be your spring water or your volcanic water, like what we get here on the island uh, comes from under the aquifer from the volcano, because mm -hmm. that water trickles down and um, gets filtered through all the volcanic rock and adds all the minerals and um, stuff to it. So it's like the highest alkaline available water on the planet, really. Mm. Um, but spring water is going to be next up because it's still naturally um, right around that alkaline neutral base. But yeah. The, but then you got these companies that found out they can take this machine, ionize the water and turn it through technology alkaline. So it's not oh, a natural man. alkaline water. And a lot of people don't really understand that. So they're just wasting a lot of money on like artificially alkalined water. You'd be better served Googling your, your local spring and going and filling your jugs up there, man, and getting some real from the earth alkaline water that's going to have all those minerals and, and things that aren't going to be in anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's good knowledge to know, man. Like I, I think like, I love water, and I, it's it's hard for me to find it here, though. But it's a couple of natural spring waters. The only spring water I drink really is the Crystal Geyser, the one that Doctor Sabi approved or whatever. But mm -hmm. I don't know about that, to be honest with you, because it's highly available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But like I said, man, spring water is all you really need. Alkaline is just a a trend and this is why i'm very passionate about what we do and what we're into because we try to spread knowledge more so than anything um i've spent hours on the phone with people who never even bought anything from me you know what i mean like because it's not all about business it's a little deeper than that because this is our collective health you know what i mean so yes and we've been misled on so many different topics for so long that it's a breath of fresh air when people just want to reach out and like ask about things that are going to help improve their lives. I don't mind talking to them. It ain't, it ain't always about money for me. The money comes, man. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just set a record last month. Um, and um, that being said, I just want to send a special shout out to all my supporters. They're more like a family to me, um, more than a business. Cause like, I don't really have a website. So I do everything directly through me just to keep it a little more exclusive. Cause Truly, my products aren't meant for everybody. So I've had to turn a few people away at times. I want to make sure it gets into the hands of those that are going to really appreciate it and utilize it to the best of what it's meant to do. Um, so I, I've just kind of kept it hands-on as far as, as far as we can. But it's about to reach that point where we do have to release the website. I bought it about a year ago. I've just been holding it back. Yes, sir. So you doing you hands on with everything you hands on with going to get the product, packaging the product, shipping the product and everything, aren't you? Yeah, I do everything myself, man. I um, I get all the products. I, I make my gels uh, by hand. I do different infusions. Like right now, I got an elderberry ginger, uh, Irish moss, bladderwrack, burdock gel concoction. And then I got what's known as the OG, because it was one of the first ones I ever did. It's uh, Chondrus crispus, uh, which is Irish moss. Uh, we'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, bladder rack, burdock, and then the six medicinal Chinese mushroom blend. Mm. Um, so we got that one right now, too. But I, I just switch it up, man. I be playing around with it. I did a Moringa nettle leaf uh, one a couple weeks back. I did a turmeric ginger. Like, we just have fun with it, man. Yeah. It's all for the good, you know? Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Moringa, moringa powder. I'll be taking that, like making teas with the moringa powder. Oh yeah. I got some uh well we just ventured into some uh organic herbal tea blends recently too. And I do a moringa yerba mate nettle leaf with some other stuff. That's my wake and make. Um mm. and that's kind of the the morning rejuvenation uplifting herbal tea blend we don't use any actual tea from the tea family um because all tea leaves are so high in fluoride not a lot of people realize that because of the soil they're repeatedly planted in and yeah the tea from china it's so high in fluoride um that if you just drink five liters of tea a week you can give yourself uh, skeletal fluorosis 
Yeah. And, and beyond that, a lot of us were using tea bags, which all leach millions of little microplastics into every cup that you're drinking. So we used only herbal teas, loose teas. So never yeah. real tea, never tea bags. You got to get those little stainless steel tea balls and kind of utilize it like that. But some of the best tea out there, man. So if you ever need any, you let me know, my brother. I should hey. just sample. Hey, I'm, I know what you're doing. I see it. I can see it. It's an yes, experience. Definitely. Like, I have a question for you that I don't know if it's a problem in Hawaii, but it's such a, it's like a real problem over here in the States. Like caffeine. People are consuming caffeine at an alarming rate. Like everybody's like the, the world is going so fast over here that everybody's on Red Bulls, Monsters, Bangs. Is there a natural way I can get that energy without having to drink caffeine? Um, well, there's a couple different ways you can kind of go about it. Um, I do CMOS. I mean, CMOS gives me quite a bit of energy just in itself. Uh, mm -hmm. Moring Moringa tea on its own can give you a nice boost. But I know a lot of people do like their caffeine and I wanted to give them the healthiest version possible. That's why we sourced the Yerba Mate directly from um, South America because Yerba Mate is a green caffeine. Yeah. And it's a little more on the healthy side, not acidic. So if you're gonna do caffeine, try to get some Yerba Mate in your life because that's probably the healthiest version. I mean, yeah. if you're not doing caffeine at all though, um, yeah, man, some CMOS gel in the morning. Do you do you wonders? Oh, that's what's up. I appreciate that information, man. I appreciate now, that. I want to talk real quick, though, that means a lot to me, man. And that's the mislabeling of CMOS. Because, see, what happened, man, is now it's like trendy. And me, I've been at this for a while. So I kind of cringe when I see how people are misusing what's happening right now. I'm happy everybody's looking into and finally utilizing CMOS for its benefits, but that brings on like the people who are going to take advantage of people's lack of knowledge surrounding CMOS. Yes. So what happened, man, is Dr. Sebi, rest in peace, he is who kind of, you know, made it famous amongst our community. Yes. Um, but he only spoke on one specific strain. These are scientific strains. Yeah, of weed. It's a specific strain. There's mm -hmm. only one that he mentioned, and that was Chondrus crispus. That is the one that I utilize in all my gel. That's the one I sell in whole leaf form. It's the one I turn into powder because I also do a CMOS, a bladderwrack burdock smoothie kit for those that want to start their morning off with, like you said, no caffeine, but want a little bit of that get up and go. Um, that's where that comes into play. But the whole thing with Irish moss is it's not grown in Jamaica. It's not from St. Lucia. It's not even from anywhere in warm water territory. It only grows in the Atlantic where the water is cool. Yeah. It grows from Canada all the way out to Ireland. And it's what the Irish used and ate to survive the potato famine due to how much minerals and nutrients this specific seaweed contains. Mm -hmm. It is purple and looks like a leaf or a fan-shaped leaf it's not stringy if they tell you it's purple jamaican irish sea moss that's a lie there's no such thing that's just purple sea moss from jamaica yeah the only one irish moss and it's chondrus crispus and so when people are up here mislabeling putting chondrus crispus or Irish moss from Jamaica. There is no Irish moss. From <laughs> it can't even grow in those temperatures. <laughs> it doesn't even grow there. Yeah. So I, I try to do my part and really just like letting people know what they're getting and then trying to provide them what was intended for them to, to actually utilize. Mm -hmm. Because Sebi also warned against most of these other <laughs> sea mosses that everybody <laughs> is consuming and getting off Etsy and Facebook and off of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> all this fake, nasty smelling, pool grown 
table salt covered <laughs> so mineral deficient sea moss and it's not even what you're supposed to consume and he warned y'all but y'all don't listen or, or read the fine print you just see a meme and run out and order some damn sea moss and it's not even the right one yeah yeah they're consuming something that's not even beneficial for them and they exactly they feel different and so they think it's doing something and if it is beneficial, it might, you know, be giving you 20% of what you'd be getting out of the real Condra's Christmas. And also, a lot of times, people are looking to take the cheap route. Hey, you get what you pay for in life. So just know that, too. Condra's Christmas, it's not available year-round. It's only during harvest times. They don't grow it in pools because it can't be duplicated by man. Mm. Only nature. And that's the difference in Condra's Christmas. They haven't even figured a way how to grow it in a pool. This is only wildcrafted, hence why it's so rare, hence why it's so much more expensive than this bull crap that they're throwing out there on Amazon with all the table salt on it with no color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, hey, I got to purchase some of that from you, the one that you said yeah. that'll wake me up in the morning. Indeed. I got you covered. Yeah. Yeah, like... I've been living a vegan diet for four years, but as time go on, I'm getting more experienced on what I need to consume or whatever. And like people always ask me all the time, where do I get my protein from? And uh -huh. I just wanted to ask you a question, like how important is protein to you and what type of protein would you suggest a vegan consume? Well, protein all right, so when it comes to protein, there's two schools of thought. Um, <laughs> one is the overly <laughs> focused protein diet, and that's what like the media does to you because they force you into this train of thought that protein, 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 I need all this protein. And truly, that's just how they kind of get you to feel that you need all this meat. It, it works hand <laughs> in hand. That's a fact. And so now you're brainwashed thinking, oh, I need protein, protein, protein. For what? You're not a bodybuilder? <laughs> like, and even Arnold Schwarzenegger's vegan. So get the hell out of here with that. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's a myth to get folks locked in on they need all this beef and meat and this and that and the third. You can get by with, you know, just the average amount of protein. I get my protein from mainly chickpeas is my go-to for protein mm. we just made a beautiful chickpea scramble the other day um threw some roasted veggies on there and then i made my cashew uh cheese sauce with a little kick and spice to it now i cook with sea moss i put that in all my sauces yeah it's, it's a natural thickener um so you can just scoop sea moss gel into whatever vegan cheese sauces whatever like dressings whatever you're making man vegan ice cream mm -hmm. with frozen fruit we do it all with sea moss gel my my vegan chili you name it sea moss is in everything it thickens soup bases up yeah and just adds that extra mineral and you know vitamin and nutrient kick to everything as well so it, it's a no no lose situation there man we we use sea moss in even our guacamole has <laughs> Oh man, I bet that's incredible. So but um so like yeah, go ahead. Like if I'm cooking for Mike, what oil would you suggest me use? First of all, I'm gonna tell you what I use. I use grapeseed. Only two. There's only two. <laughs> okay, okay. I use grapeseed and avocado oil. You just nailed it. That's all we use. There is no other oil. Okay. Okay, I'm doing. The only reason I say that is because olive oil has such a low heat point that once you be once you go past that, then all the healthy oil turns bad. And so, like, we don't ever cook with olive oil, and yeah. nobody should ever cook with olive oil. Olive oil was meant to be used within a Greek diet, where it's a lot of those oil-based uh, uh, vinaigrette and dressings and things like that but they eat it raw they don't cook with it okay olive oil is not to be consumed 
cooking wise. That's when you want to uh, utilize the avocado and the grapeseed, exactly what you're using. You're already on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what's up then. I, I, I learned something today. I'm on the right path then, ain't I? <laughs> now we keep coconut oil just for when we do like raw vegan desserts. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, the desserts go well with the coconut just because it adds that little coconutty. Yeah. Yeah, that flavor. Yeah, exactly. Because we do a little something, man. We made a, a avocado chocolate mousse the other day, which was amazing. Just some organic raw cacao, um, some avocado, a little bit of sea moss, some monk fruit. Monk fruit, man, that's a hidden gem that a, not a lot of people are up on. And me personally, I don't go strictly by anybody's list. I'm not one of the Sebians that's like, oh, that's not approved. I, I'm not on that train of thought. Yeah. I built off that foundation that he laid, but then you got to still keep building past that, do your own research, you know, and play with what works for your body. Cause, you know, I use turmeric, I use cacao, I use black seed oil, I use a bunch of stuff that's not on the list. Yeah. So I kind of, you you can tell when somebody's brand new and just found out about Sebi last week. Yeah. Because that's the dude running around saying, that's not Sebi approved. It's like, bro, we're, we're all happy you just saw the list for the first time <laughs> last week. But, like, come on, man. We're past that. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I found out about Sebi a long time ago, though, but I always been my own person. So I take exactly. I take the exactly. information that he gives, but I create what I eat and what I consume for me. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's what I'm a strong proponent of. I agree. I concur. So like I got another question to ask you, because like I love to drink wine. Okay. But Lately, wine has me feeling like I don't feel good. I feel down or whatever, and it, it makes me feel heavy. Like, I don't know what's in the wine or where the wine is being produced most of the time. So should I drink wine? Um, That's a personal thing. I'm having a bottle right now just to celebrate this uh, monumental occasion with you. Um, But if I'm going to drink, it, it's wine. I mean, maybe a hard seltzer water. Yeah. But that's a that's about it, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up, man. And if you feel it's not like, you know, clicking with your body, that's probably just your body telling you it's time to put it down. That's that's what that's what it's telling me then. It's time to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> You've already outgrown it. You're reaching that next level where your body's letting you know now, hey brother, we don't even need this. Cause I had the same effect with weed. Yeah. I was I had Full disclosure, I've never stopped smoking since 14. Yeah. I was about 20, 25 years in until last summer. And once we got really strict with our diet and really just started putting sea moss and everything, about four weeks later, I looked up and noticed I hadn't touched anything and really didn't even like want to because it was dragging my energy and my spirit down but my body was so in tune with itself at that point that it felt that and so my body just cast it to the side it wasn't a plan it wasn't anything I'd mapped out it just happened naturally so your body could just be doing the same thing to you but with wine it's telling me this is not necessary no more yeah 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 and you know what I, I truly, I utilize something completely unorthodox and different now when I want to relax in the evening. I've got some herbs that I can use as a tea. That's my electric relaxation tea. <laughs> shout, sh- shout out to Tribe Called Quest. Um, so that's my electric relaxation tea. And it's got like valerian root, you know, some catnip, some lavender, some chamomile, little lemon balm, oh, uh, orange blossom, all kind of stuff um, that just relaxes you and soothes you. So it's like a sexy evening, relaxing, anti-stress tea. And I'll take a cup or two of that. And it's like three, four cups of wine, man. My wife told me she drank too much and it was hard to wake up the next <laughs> day. She was totally oh, man. <laughs> so like, that's our go-to now instead of like alcohol or weed. We just drink 
NFTs that can serve the same purpose, but then also give you tons of benefits on top of it. But then I found that I can also kind of vape a lot of these different herbs. Oh, man. So, so I've got my old tabletop vaporizer and I'll throw in some mullein, some lavender, some, you know, all these different herbs. And oh, and I use hops too in my tea and in my vaporizer because um, hops is what they make beer from. But hops is just a beautiful, fragrant flower, basically. And I throw some hops in my smoke blend. I throw some hops in my tea. It just adds an extra little sedative effect to it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just try to keep it natural, man, on every level possible, because also a lot of what goes into that weed nowadays ain't even natural anyway. So Because they're adding flavoring to the marijuana now. Color, flavor, they're adding everything you can think of with all these different chemicals. If you, look, if you came to North Carolina, you would trip off how many CBD spots it is. It's one every corner. Marijuana places every corner. Oh, wow. But like... uh. I had a question like, what is the diet, the the diet that most people consume in Hawaii? Like, it's mo- oh, all people are not vegan in Hawaii because oh, close, not even close. It's heavy pork, heavy rice, heavy macaroni salad. A locomoco is the favorite dish uh, around here, and it's probably one of the most unhealthy things you can ever eat in your life. <laughs> it's like two huge. Uh, hamburger steaks uh, smothered with like rice, brown gravy, and eggs on top. Oh man! And yeah, and it's huge. And you'll be like in a food coma after you eat one of those things, man. Yeah, you won't be able to digest for two, for three to four days. Exactly, and a lot of like uh, highly processed food, like spam and. Portuguese sausages, real heavy and like high fat meat. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah. So, and then of course you got the fish too, a lot of fish, but a lot of it's raw because they make this Hawaiian sushi called poke, where they leave out the rice and seaweed and just kind of season the fish itself, and you just eat it raw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what's up though. That's what's up, man. There's really no in between in Hawaii. You're either really unhealthy or you're really healthy. There's not much in between room in Hawaii, though. Yeah, yeah. So, like all of the ingredients and things you said, you you basically can get like all of it on the island, can't you? Um, just about. The only thing I can't get here is the chondrus crispus and the bladder rack because both of those only come from uh the cold waters of the atlantic i've seen some very very low end like funny looking bladder rack from i think it was jamaica but i just kind of steer clear of anything that doesn't come from the cool waters because that's where the best high-end like top shelf seaweed's gonna come from yeah 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 hey man i appreciate all this information man this podcast, I might be the one conversating with you, but this podcast is something that I'm going to be listening to again, for real, man. <laughs> just to hear what you got to say, man. But like, oh, right on. Like all the time, like people be like telling me stuff like, "Why aren't all vegans skinny?" Oh, easy because, for example, through this quarantine, man, I've been whipping up a. Storm. The other day I made some cashew cream cheese pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a chickpea scramble, and I ain't as much as seen the gym in about two and a half months. So <laughs> I've probably put it on over this little quarantine downtime. Yeah. But I'll bounce right back as soon as I get out the house. Um, but it's all about your your level of physical activity. Cause me, I haven't really had a break. For a minute man i've been going so hard with the business because it's been my whole thing for probably the last two months i've just been focused on it since work died out completely because uh, i'm in the tourism industry out here in hawaii yes sir um, so there's nothing to really do for the moment yeah so it gave me a chance to fully focus on alcoholics 100 which has been a, a blessing 
Um, it did also, though, pull me away from a lot of other things like sleep, <laughs> <laughs> working out. So I haven't really had downtime, you know, to focus on me physically, which I, I need to. I have to. So it, it's, it's all a matter of what your daily life entails. You can be vegan, but if you still don't have time to hit the gym or run or, you know, do anything physical, it's going to be the same. And, it's no different. And then there's uh, there's different types of vegans also that people don't Oh, know. well, you got, the, you got the junk food vegans yeah. too, though. The processed you vegans. Got the, you, got the, you got the ones that just go and buy Oreos yeah. <laughs> and and almond milk and they're like vegan yeah no man out of here with that but then you also got the uh the super boxed processed food vegans where it's just like oh man anything that's in the store that's already made and ready to throw in the microwave or the oven that's all they go to but they don't sit and take the time to get in tune with the plants get in tune with the, the things and really make it from scratch and get a good understanding of how to replace this with that. Because I'll be honest, man, people was asking for me to send them packages of my walnut meat that I make. Yeah. Um, of course, it's not for sale. That's just something I do for the family. But it's so simple, man. And you'll never want beef again in your life if you ever made this. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just walnuts, sun-dried tomatoes, and chickpeas. Oh, man. And, and you just blend them. It even gives you a reddish color when it's done almost. It looks just like beef almost when it's done. And then I, I freeze everything I'm not going to use. Just throw it in the food saver. Throw it in the freezer. Done. And then you uh, you just de-thaw it, unthaw it, and I put it in the oven because it'll texturize. It texturizes yeah. just like regular meat. And then from there, I throw it in tacos. I throw it in chilies. I throw it in chickpea scrambles. I throw it in sloppy joes, like whatever you can think of. And my kids love it and we love it. And man, so it's all about finding those ways to simply replace with plants. Now, That's it. Now, I need you to tell me that those three ingredients again, because I'm very excited about this. Oh, brother, you got to get in on this. It's walnuts, sun-dried tomatoes. That's the key ingredient. That's what most people don't add to theirs. Even if they use walnuts, even if they use chickpeas, they never use the sun-dried tomato. That's what binds it all together, makes it stick, and even gives it that reddish kind of meat look to it. Mm -hmm. Walnuts, sun-dried tomatoes, and chickpeas. Yes, and that's all you need. And if you can get the sun-dried tomatoes fresh without being in all that oil, those are the best because we get them a lot here in Hawaii. Um, if you can find them fresh without all that oil, that's the best one. Okay, okay. Hey, man, I appreciate that information because, like, what's your thought process on Beyond Meat? Since you said you're I meat. don't mess with it. Yeah. I don't mess with it. I don't, I don't rock with it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because it's so lab engineered and like, I don't know. It, anything that's processed to me when it comes to meat, it just feels a little weird. I prefer just making plant meat. Like if we want some steak or make a, a Philly cheese steak even, yeah. I whip up some cashew cheese. And then I'll take some mushrooms and season them up like steak, throw it in with the mushrooms and the uh, peppers, onions, man, and just get it going. Some fresh garlic. Yeah. That's what's throw up. Throw it in a nice pita wrap <laughs> and we roll it. <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. It's different type of mushrooms. What mushroom would you suggest I use? Because I, I don't like the texture of mushrooms. Oh, well, see, it's so many different mushrooms, man. And we probably end up using portobellas a lot. Um, that's probably one of our main go-tos is portobellas. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a couple different ones, though. Like if you ever want to do the, the, the mock chicken, the oyster, um, the king oyster is really dope because that one's bigger and you can just like cut up whatever kind of chunks or pieces you want. Um, if you wanted to make like some 
some mock chicken wings or something like that. But jackfruit, believe it or not, actually makes a uh, a pretty dope chicken milk uh, chicken wing replacement as well. Oh man, that's what's up, man. Um, but jackfruit, that's that's our pork replacement. Jackfruit. Yeah, a lot of people use that here. They they make like uh, substitute shredded pork like sandwiches. Exactly. And we do that with tacos because my wife is Mexican. So she'll want some El Pastor. So I'll whip it up and we'll just use the uh, the jackfruit instead of pork. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's what's it's up. Amazing. It's amazing. And then we do like cabbage steaks where you just chop the cabbage long ways into like six layers, like steaks, basically. And then you just season them up, little olive oil. Uh, uh, Avocado oil or grapeseed oil, yeah. or your seeds on there, and then you can just let them roast over the grill, or you can just throw them right in the oven, man. I'm gonna have to try that out. I'm gonna have to try that out. When you grill food, what do you use to to light the fire? Well, me personally, I don't really do much grilling just because of what the charcoal does to us. Yeah, I tend to steer clear of the grill. Yeah, if, when I grill, I use apple wood. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate all the information you done gave on the podcast, man. I know you're a busy man. And I got one more question for you before <laughs> before I let you go and, and plug and plug everything that you're doing. I want you to plug your business, everything you're doing, your Facebook, Instagram handles, everything you're doing. But my last question is, what do you think about kombucha? Kombucha is cool. Um, it's a little overrated to me only because there's something better than kombucha that you can actually make at home. Mm-hmm. And that's kefir, kefir grains. Make kefir water with it. Mm-hmm. And it, it never stops replenishing. So literally, you buy one handful of kefir grains, you start making your kefir water right there at home, gives you all of those benefits of kombucha but then like 25 more (laughs) oh man and then with this one you can add fruits to it bottle it and it'll create its own fizz and it ends up like fermentizing so it 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 utilizes all the sugar that you put in it so that it's actually like very low to no sugar by the time it's done fermenting yeah Oh. And that that one is is amazing because you can make different flavored um like sodas out of it, or you can just leave it as like a non fizzy drink. So you can you got multiple ways you can take it. Um, so we make like kefir soda for the kids. Throw some uh, sarsaparilla in there and make it a root beer flavor with a little. Uh, you can do cream soda with vanilla extract. Like there's it's just so versatile. So kefir water is something i'd look into if you're into kombucha but want to really take the health benefits of it up a night yeah and be able to do it at home easily for maybe 15 dollars if that like because kefir grains are so cheap and they multiply so as you're using them all you're going to do is (laughs) add more water add more uh, brown sugar and the next batch starts fermenting you don't have to do much to it and it's going to grow and make more and more. And then you can share some with your family, give some to your friends as yours gets too much. Oh man. So look into kefir water and kefir grain. Yes, sir. I'll be sure to do that. I'll be sure to do that. Kefir water and kefir grains, man. You done gave so much knowledge on this podcast, man. We got to come back for part two, man, because I could be on here. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I could be on here with you for two hours. Man, I'm in a very comfortable spot right now. So if you got another question or two, feel free to fire him, my brother. Hey, man. So, okay, I got one more question. I just, I just got to ask you this. What digestive system, like... What what would you suggest to make your di- to increase your digestive system to make it healthier to make it operate better? Well, huh? That's so multi layered right there. <laughs> 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 well, first and foremost, everybody listening should like 
really schedule. And, and I know this is going to sound crazy to us brothers, but you just got to do it, man. You got to get a colon cleanse. Mm. You got to get a colon cleanse. Um, mainly because our stomachs and our insides is like a car, man. But with your car, sometimes you got to give it a rest and take it to the shop and let it get flushed out, get some new fluids in there so it can operate at optimum peak performance. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are just like that motor inside, but we never give it that treatment. We never give it that break to, to be flushed out and cleansed so it can operate at peak performance. Um, so that's one thing, man. Me and my wife, we go get them together. We do couples colonics. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that it's very important, especially for your colon health as well, fellas. Don't be scared. Don't be embarrassed. It's just part of life, man. As we get older, we got to embrace taking care of our bodies so we can be here for, you know, our kids, our grandkids, and kind of break that stigma, too, of being healthy and doing things that we might not have been shown or accustomed to growing up as black men, especially in the inner city. You know, but I notice as as I get out of that inner city and get into different avenues and different parts of the world and might be around people of different economic, you know, status. These are things they've been doing their whole life, man. We just now getting introduced to them. Yeah. And so I feel like it's my obligation to, to speak on those things and to let people know ain't no stigma, man. This is your body. You only get one. So you better break that pride and you better go get you a colonic and do it with your wife. Y'all can joke about it after. And then, you know what I mean? You walk out of there feeling like a new person, refreshed, your your body, your digestive system starts operating better. And then you can kind of like, you know, just keep eating right and doing right, exercising. Um, one thing we utilize, though, is once again, I'm going to go back to it because they are so helpful in so many facets of life. And that's tea. Yeah. Because all these teas I'm selling, we've we've used first. Yeah. It just hit me to start offering it to the people since, you know, they be asking, hey, what can I do for, like, to relax and get to sleep? What can I do to wake up without coffee? What can I do for digestion? And my answer is always tea. Mm. So I've got a, a, a special digestion blend tea that I make with... Um, pineapple skin and a bunch of other stuff um this pineapple skin is very amazing and it's got a lot of this one specific amino acid that helps break down uh bromelain actually is the name of it and it helps break down everything and just helps your digestion system flow increase bile production all that good stuff so i combine that with a couple other things that just kind of ease you know some ginger some turmeric roots and wow a little bit of everything and um, so, yeah, we'll we'll drink that maybe once every two days just to keep things flowing. Pineapple skin. Pineapple skin. Yeah. But if you but if you ever eat a big meal and you know you need a little extra help after that meal, we just brew some up. We even keep it like in the fridge, just cold already, and then we just sip it as we need it. Mm -hmm. So. That's our go-to pineapple skin tea. Wow, I'm gonna do some re. Hey, man, you got me on my Google's tonight, man. <laughs> pineapple skin tea, baby. Oh man, I'm on my Google's all night tonight. Yeah. So, so what got you back into like what? What caught you into veganism? Oh, uh, well, I had not eaten beef and pork for like since 2003 i've been vegan for four years but i hadn't ate beef and pork for a while and yeah you know what i'm saying like i wasn't seeing the results that i want to see with my health and i was just tired of meat and and eating dead animals and flesh and stuff like i don't have nothing against the people who do it it's just that i don't know it's just I didn't want it no more. And then I met a person. I yeah. met a person like it's a good friend of mine now. She's a great friend of mine. And uh, I met a person and she introduced me and she was feeding me knowledge. So much knowledge that 
she was telling me what she eat and how to cook it and how to prepare it. And uh, I learned so much from her that I appreciate her. And and uh, when I did meet her, I was in like a, a point in my life where I was wanting to be healthier. Like that's all I wanted was knowledge. I was hungry for knowledge. Yeah. So as she was teaching me, I was going home and preparing meals and she was teaching me more and more and more. She still inspired me and teaches me today. You know what I mean? And man. Dope. Man, I probably didn't ask, ask answer your question, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, that no, nah, no, nah, that's all good, man. Cause sometimes that's all it takes is like one person who's on their path to like spark that in you. And then you just run. Yeah. yeah. And Definitely. you know, Tennessee, being from Tennessee, I don't live there no more, but being from Tennessee. Most men don't do nothing but barbecue and grill and smoke chicken wings and, and ribs and brisket all day. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it, and it's not healthy for us. You have little people have little legs, little arms, a big old belly. Yeah. Yep. Man, for me, it's like the whole animal and, and like dead creature part of it, it, it plays in because and this is something I never really fully mastered and understood until about last year. When they talk about how, <laughs> like, you are what mm. you eat, it, it, it's true, but to a different level than most realize. Because our stomach is in control. Our stomach is where 90% of our thoughts originate and stem mm. from. So, you got to really analyze that. You got to really understand that to understand this. If you're just throwing all this low energy, dead, toxic waste, basically, into your stomach, your stomach is then sending all that toxicity straight up to your brain and right out of your mouth. And I'll be straight up with you, man. Me and my wife's relationship even got better when yeah. we went vegan. And stop with because now when we eat, we're putting in those high vibrational, positive, living, high energy yeah. foods. So that so that hits your stomach and goes straight up to your brain because ninety percent of your thoughts kick up from stomach to brain. It controls everything, whether people understand that or not. And so from then on. We were like, I don't know, it's crazy. We were like more loving with each other. We talk different to mm -hmm. each other because as as you respect yourself more, you're going to respect yeah. others more. Yeah. And so I've even like, it's weird, man, because I'm not religious or anything, but I've had Christians even just like come up to me and be like, hey, I, I don't know why, but I just caught a vibe that said, come over here and give you a hug. Is it cool if I give you a hug and just say a prayer for prayer for you and your family and i'm not like shutting that down now because i realize that's just the love language being spoken from yeah. them to me and i'm i'm open to receive that now because my spirit's shining because it's not dimmed from all the meat yeah <laughs> it's no, I, weird I, bro i can relate it goes I a can lot relate. deeper it goes a lot uh, it's a lot deeper than people really understand, man. And we'll get into that on the next episode. But like, bro, it's so connected. And when you start eating different and you start respecting <laughs> your temple, other people even gravitate to it. Even women started acting differently towards me. And I'm married. So, you know, I just, you know, smile and keep it moving. But like, it, it's crazy how the vibrations change and how people just gravitate to it. And even people you might not have even spoken to yeah. prior, but you're not, you're not like distant. You don't shut them down. Like you might've been either. You let your love language shine and your spirit talk to them and it's all love. And it's a mutual respect. Even if you're not on the same page as them religiously or politically or racially or whatever the case may be, when I started eating right, man, I started like being in tune yeah, with everybody. Yeah, you're vibrating on another level. You're not consuming death, basically. And so what that does, it, it, it then frees your mind too. So now you're not like standoffish. You're more open to everybody. Even if you don't agree with them, 
you're willing to hear them and, and, and be able to like penetrate through their bullshit and just talk that love language to them. So they got permission to target back to you, man. It's, Your it's heart crazy. is open. It's not closed. Your heart is open. It's not closed because all that toxic stuff isn't. Because I'll be honest, man, through all that weed and liquor and bad food, I was dimming my own light and, and hiding who I was. And I've been doing it since 14. So it's all I knew. And I thought that was like my therapy or my mechanism to survive and no it's the opposite man that shit was yeah killing me, i can bro. relate i can relate to everything you saying family and what you said about the stomach to man. the brain a lot of people don't know that the stomach has almost as many neurons in it as the brain that's why they're so connected yeah man. and so i got a i got a little shirt that i'm gonna be dropping that says uh <laughs> Acidic diets equal acidic oh, mind. Ooh, that's cold. That's a cold statement. And um, and we should have those up and up and running here shortly. I've been holding back on a lot of stuff, man, because I really just wanted to get in touch with, with, with the people and like you know get a strong foundation. But now we got a bunch of followers, man. I want to say we just did about 12,000 last month in sales. Thank you so much to the people out there because alcoholics, it, it's my everything, man. And and y'all y'all make it possible. So I just want to say thank man, you so much. That's what's up. That's a blessing, my brother. And I hope this podcast can reach some people that's interested in it by any means necessary and increase everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? Man. And truthfully, brother, it ain't even about the sales. I care less if anybody that hears this podcast actually does business with me. As long as a couple of them just hear what we're talking about and they can like kind of take a nugget from anything we said today and make a positive change, that really means more to me than the sales, man. That The business is going to come, but like you got to have your heart yeah. in the right place first. Everything else is going to fall into place because my energy is just so right. And I ain't even worried about yeah. that part of it. I just got to take care of the people, man, and spread that yeah. knowledge and love. And if this conversation just touched one person, I'll be happy. If it got one view and it touched their soul, I'll be happy. For real, man. Straight up. Hey, man. But let the people know your handles. And we coming back for part two. I don't care what I got to do. We coming back for part two. But <laughs> <laughs> let the people know your handles and let's, let's get oh. it, family. So we on Instagram at A-L-K-A dot Holics. So that's Alka, A-L-K-A dot Holics. Uh, we on Facebook. You can hit me, Mike, Sean, S-E-A-N, or you can just go follow the page itself. That's A-L-K-A dash Holics on Facebook, A-L-K-A dash Holics. I'm pretty highly accessible. Message me with questions. I don't charge to talk like some <laughs> people out there. Uh, nah, because I've seen it, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so hit me up, man. It's all love, baby. Appreciate it, my brother. Day. Yeah.